Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. The Lord has blessed you. Amen. I'm, you know, we, this prayer works, and we just throw a couple of things out there this week. Uh, we come home from work one day, and Jake and uh, we got a letter in the mail. It was from First Care. Um, is a doctor's office, whatever, somewhere he went to the doctor. And I got one of them here a while back, and it was a bill, which they got it straightened out. I didn't have to pay it, but he opened up and he had a check in there. They said that they'd done some valuation and realized that he paid too much. He got a check back. I got another text later from somebody saying, hey, did we pay our tithes? I went back and looked to the paper that we always keep sheet, and I said, yeah, y'all paid your tithes. And they said, well, in my slot where we put uh, our tithing money, it was still there. So the amount of money they paid for tithes which they did pay, it was there. It was still back in the same spot. So, giving works when you give to the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord? All right, let's give the Lord a great big hand. Today, it is, uh, it seems like it's not always worked out this way, but it just worked out this week. And I'm so very honored and privileged to be able to introduce my wonderful, beautiful wife to this congregation today. Mother's Day, and what better person to address the church on Mother's Day than the First Lady of this church? She is an absolutely beautiful woman on the inside and out. And I know she loves you, she loves people, and I know that she has something to say to us today. So won't you give Sister Cheryl a good hand as she comes and she shares with us what God has given her. I love you too, Jenna. <laughs> so, this is Mother's Day, and I don't think you'd really call what I'm going to do a Mother's Day thing, but since I'm a mama, maybe it is. So, um, I'd like everybody to stand if you would. I'm going to read the scripture, I'm going to read Deuteronomy. Chapter 6, verse 4 to 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And they shall teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk about them when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Daniel, will you pray? So this is probably just kind of what you'd call stream of consciousness. 
some of this has come to me as I was just thinking about our church and as the about the kids and about where we're going and I'm just gonna just gonna kinda start. Corbin, Rosalind, Carter, Ryan, Brandon, and all the rest of you that are older than them, I want to talk to you today. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know he loves you? It's my responsibility to share with you. That's true. I was raised to know who Jesus is, and I pray that you are too. It's my responsibility to do my part, to teach to you about Jesus, to know Jesus. An early Sunday school lesson taught me about a blind man who could see. What will you remember? Will you know how to bow your head and will you know how to pray? Jesus loves you. Do you know that? I want you to know who Jesus is. And I want you to know why it matters who Jesus is. So today, I'm going to do my part just to tell you what I know and who I know and why you should get to know him too. Amen. Last week, I had some words just kind of flowing through my mind. I don't know, some of you may have read what I wrote about my mama on Facebook. And the words to this song had just been going over and over in my head. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Tell me how angels in chorus sang as they welcomed his birth. Glory to God in the highest. Peace and good tidings to earth. Fasting alone in the desert. Tell of the days that are past. How for our sins he was tempted, yet was triumphant at last. Tell of the years of his labor. Tell of the sorrows he bore. He was despised and afflicted, homeless, rejected, and poor. Tell of the cross where they nailed him, within anguish and pain. Tell of the grave where they laid him. Tell how he liveth again. Love in that story so tender, clearer than ever I see. Stay, let me weep while you whisper. Love paid the ransom for me. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. I was thinking at work about how I was going to do this. And I was thinking about how to just tell the story of Jesus. And I was thinking about Johnny and Alexis and Cheyenne and Autumn and Brandon and... Braden and Jenna and Taylor and all these younger ones and I was trying to think about how to tell it to them and I started thinking about the blood and this and that and I started thinking about how can I tell it so it doesn't sound weird and God convicted me he told me that I didn't need to sanitize the gospel Amen. I need to tell it like it is yeah. so today that's what I'm going to do Today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you, Johnny. Yeah. I know I'm not the only one here whose mama is not with them this year. I told Daniel that I wanted to get Bethany a gift this year because my mama's not here anymore. 
and she's a good mama, and I'm proud of her. And I did. But today, I want to do something that is good for any of you. Because this church is your mother. And I get to stand in the place of the mother of this church and just talk to you. And that's what I'm going to do today. When we came down here to open Harvest House, I had a vision or a picture in my head. I could see myself sitting on the floor with kids all over the place surrounding me. This is before we ever came down here. And I can remember how the light just shined down on the book that I was reading to the kids. And I remember sitting at Gum Street one day and I was like, yep, this is exactly what God showed me that I was going to do. And when I talk to kids, when I minister to kids, I feel close to my mama because my mama loved kids. And as I minister to you about Jesus, I want to do it right. I want to do a good job. And I want to tell you about how much he loves you. She used to tell me how she always wanted to bring in bus kids to church. And she'd tell me how she wanted to wash their face. And she wanted to feed them and get them ready to learn about Jesus. She was never really given that opportunity to do exactly the way she wanted to do it. But I've been given that opportunity. And I don't want to take it for granted. But today, as I stand here as the mother of this church, I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you the story of Jesus. It's been called the greatest story ever told. Because that is what it is. It is the greatest story ever told. Brother Wayne Huntley said one time that he was praying for kids to get the Holy Ghost. And he said he felt God tell him something. He said, when are you going to start loving these kids like you love your kids? When are you going to treat these kids like you treat your kids? When are you going to pray for these kids like you pray for your kids? And he said, when you start treating my kids like you treat your kids and loving my kids like you love your kids, that's when I'm going to start answering some prayers. And I've been told that I treat some of y'all more like I treat my grandkids than like I treated my kids. So forgive me for that because maybe I've spoiled you a little bit too much. But today, I just want to do what I would do for my kids. And I want to tell you the story of Jesus. It all started where any good story starts. It started in the beginning. Genesis 1 and 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God divided the waters from the waters. God made sky, God made land, God made fish, and God made birds. God made grass, and God made trees, and God made everything that you see. Finally, he made man and woman. Their names were Adam and Eve. And he placed them in a beautiful garden called Eden. And they stayed in that beautiful paradise until Satan, in the form of a serpent, tempted them and brought sin into the world. When Adam and Eve realized what they had done, they hid from their best friend. And that best friend was God, and their relationship was permanently damaged. God came down to walk with them in the cool of the day, like he always did, and Adam and Eve hid themselves. And here come God. Adam! Where are you? And he said, no. He said, I hid myself. 
because I was naked. And God knew that something had happened because they were like tiny innocent babies and they didn't know they were naked. But they had sinned. They had disobeyed God and they had eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and their innocence was taken. He knew that he could no longer trust them to stay in that garden paradise because if they stayed there, they would have eaten not only from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but from the tree of life, and they would have lived forever in that sinful state, and that was not supposed to happen. So angels with flaming swords stood guard over the Garden of Eden, and Adam and Eve were cast out of that garden, and innocent animals had to be killed to make coats to cover the naked bodies and to cover the sin of Adam and Eve. The snake was cursed to crawl on his belly, and Adam was told that he must work by the sweat of his brow to feed his family. Eve was given pain and childbearing, and the land was cursed with thorns and thistles. And no longer would a beautiful, lush garden be available to humanity without work and cultivation. Because healthy growth comes only through hard work and through intentional effort. Sin had entered into the world, and man could no longer enjoy communication with God. Adam and Eve lived and worked, and children were born. Two boys, Cain and Abel, and they grew, and sibling rivalry was born. It was alive and well. And they didn't have communication with God like their parents had. This was a different world, but they knew about him. And one day, they brought offerings. Cain brought of the garden because he was a gardener. So he brought fruit. Abel was a shepherd. And he killed a lamb and brought it to God. And God remembered Adam and Eve. And he remembered what had happened and what had to happen to cover their sins. And he had respect to Abel's offering. But Cain's offering was not enough. The best that the cursed land has to offer is never enough to cover our sins. But this made Cain angry. And he didn't try to do what was right. He was just jealous of his brother and his brother's favor with God. So on that day, not too long afterwards, Cain killed Abel. And sin just multiplied in the earth. Cain was cursed and he wandered as a vagabond in the land. Adam and Eve kept living and God gave them another child named Seth. And finally, man began to call on God. But so many animals had to die, and communication with God was never as it had been. There were some faithful men, like Noah and Abraham, who wanted to please God, and they found favor with him. But mostly, men and women just did their own thing. They didn't worry too much about pleasing God. And the heart of God was pained at this lack of communication, at this disrespect from his children, open rebellion or just forgetting both of them made God sad time after time man or a woman would arise who would be sensitive to the spirit and the voice of God and they would warn people about their wicked ways and they would beg and they would plead with people to follow God and some would listen for a while others would not even care and most would ultimately forget Finally, Adam and Eve had been gone a long time. And the people decided that they wanted a king, just like everyone else. 
Long ago, God had promised them a Messiah would come. And God was supposed to be their king. They were led by the judges, but that wasn't enough for them. So God told Samuel, the prophet, to anoint a king. And he reminded Samuel, they didn't reject you. They rejected me. For years and years it continued. A good king would come who loved God and followed God. And then a bad king would come and he would forget God. And there were people who longed for the Messiah to come. But many did not realize that the Messiah was to save them from their sins. They just wanted him to help them with their present problems. And all this time, God just wanted his people to love him. God wanted people to want to talk to him. God wanted people to communicate with him. But sin separated them from him. So many animals had to die to sacrifice for sin. But no perfect sacrifice could be found to atone for sin. There was such a distance between God and man. And only the occasional prophet would speak. And into the darkness would come a little bit of light. And then, 400 years, it was dark. And there was no voice from God into the fallen world. God's people had fallen into the hands of the Roman government. They were not free. The king of Israel was no more than just a puppet to do what Rome wanted him to do. And into that darkness, hope arose. In the most unlikely of places, Hope came to a young virgin girl named Mary. An angel spoke to her. Hell, thou art highly favored among women. Unto you will be born a Savior, which will be Christ. And you will call his name Jesus. And he will save his people from their sins. And so Mary and Joseph got married. And because of the rules of the Roman government, Mary found herself traveling a long distance on the back of a donkey and having a baby in a dirty barn and into the most unlikely circumstances the king of glory took on the form of a human being for all of mankind people could not begin to understand God so God became man he became a humble man born in the family of a peasant girl and a carpenter and he took on the form of a servant he walked on this earth and he lived among people and he loved people and he was moved with compassion for people and he healed the sick and he raised the dead and he fed the hungry and he taught the people and he was despised by many and sadly even those closest to him failed to understand who he really was and the reason for that is because his thoughts are not his, our thoughts his ways are not our ways Isaiah 55 says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye and buy and eat. Come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is, which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently, and eat ye of that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me and hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, and a leader, a commander of the people. Behold, 
Thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that know not thee shall reign and unto thee. And because the Lord thy God, and for the Holy One of Israel, he hath been glorified in thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake her way, and let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For, uh, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord. Far as the heavens are higher as the, but above the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give unto the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that goeth out from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing into, whereunto I send it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up a fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up a myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Soon those who do not believe... They rose up against Jesus. And they decided for him, that he had to be crucified. And his disciples were hurt. And they were confused. And they could not see why this was happening. The Messiah had finally come. And after just three and a half years, he was gone. But they had somehow missed the whole reason why he came. Yeah. See, for years, since the beginning of time, a perfect sacrifice had been needed to cover the sins of all mankind. So God took on the form of a human, and he lived a sinless life. Yet he took the punishment for all the sins of mankind. Isaiah chapter 53, 1 through 6 says, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before them as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when you shall see him, there is no beauty that should be desired of him. He was despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he, we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and hath carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to our own ways. And the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. His followers did not realize that this was the whole reason that he came. He had even told them, John 28, or John 2, 8 and 19, 18 and 19 says, Then answered the Jews and said to them, What sign showest thou? seeing that thou doest these things. And Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And indeed he was right. Indeed he was risen in three days. I'm going to go to John chapter 20. I'm going to read some there. Mm -hmm. 
We'll start in verse 11. Yes, but Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And she wept and she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And she sees two angels in white sitting. And the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had laid. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had said thus, she turned herself and saw Jesus standing, and not knowing who it was. Jesus says to her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And she, supposing him to be a gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if they have borne him hence, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said unto her, Mary. And she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabbi, and he's, which is to say Master. And Jesus said, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend unto my Father and to your Father, and to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. Jesus did exactly what he came to do. He had been sacrificed for the sins of all mankind. But he was the perfect sacrifice. So after that job was completed, he got out of the grave. He was victorious over sin, so we could be victorious over sin. He was victorious over death, so we could be victorious over death. And Jesus walked and he talked with his disciples after the resurrection. He talked with them. And he walked with them. And they could now better understand... Just why he came to do what he did. More than they had before. And then there came a day that everything changed again. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 24. And I'm going to start reading at verse 36. And as they spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. And he said, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted. And they supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see me. For a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye me have. And when he had said this to them, he showed them his hands and he showed them his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy, wondered, he said unto them, Have you any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and a honeycomb. And he took it. And he ate it before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things might be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father to you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Amen. And he led them out as far 
as to Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted to them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with glory. And they were continually in the temple praising God. Amen. Amen. And so they did what he said. And they found an upper room. And they waited and they prayed and they took care of important business. And then the promise came. Like a rushing mighty wind, tongues of fire set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Bethany. The Comforter had come. And communion with God had been restored. Not just a few could have it, but anyone who wanted it. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He does not make anyone do anything, but he offers his best to all who will receive it. I'm going to go now to Acts. I'm going to go to chapter 2. And I'm going to read verse 37 to 39. Now when they had heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the disciples, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This is my story. This is what Jesus means to me. And this is what Jesus wants for you. He loved you enough to conquer sin and death for you. And all you have to do is accept his gift. And to obey what Peter said. He said, repent. He said, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'd like everybody to stand up. I'd like you to close your eyes and I'd like you to think about what I've talked about today. I know some of you probably didn't hear one thing I said, but I'd like you to pretend you did for just a few minutes. Close your eyes then. Okay. Jesus loves you. Why won't you come? Why won't you pray? Why won't you receive his gift today? He loves you. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God. Born in the Spirit, washed in His blood. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture, now burst into sight. Angels descending down from above. Echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Blessed assurance. 